The Super Balls podcast is meant uh, for an adult audience only. It may contain uh, sexually oriented content. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. I started recording. Right. Just pick right up. All right. I guess I'm I'll glad to be here. <laughs> I'll pick it up. Surprised at how many people are watching here. I'm surprised they all fit. Hey, everybody! Thanks for coming. We're sitting. So I'd like to uh, say hello first of all. It's been a minute, and when I say a minute, probably like what, like six or seven years, I think, since I've actually done a podcast with plenty of rumors about reboots along the way we're actually making it work sitting here with my uh close friend and secret lover jeff glad uh, to be here yeah uh he is someone who's wanted and has had interest and is actually reliable and uh i'd like to provide everyone with an update of the state of the union as far as the podcast goes if you're wondering um as some of you may know that may listen to this or may not know if you're listening to it for the first time, uh, I started this podcast with uh, John and Kat, whose name is Katie, and honestly, we just, uh, they moved away. <laughs> and Katie didn't want to be a part of it anymore because of her career, and John uh, more or less didn't want to uh, spring for a good microphone, and uh, here we are. Uh, with that said, uh, I would definitely love to have one or both on at some point if I can. Lord knows they've been invited, but um, distance is an issue, technology is an issue, and we need to work around those barriers, and that's, it's very hard to herd the cats. Uh, so uh, with that said, we've also gotten a, other, a couple of other people that are interested in um, coming on to it, like Jackie, uh, Angel Montoya, our former producer and the person who put us on the radio, wants to be part of the project. Um, uh, we, we've got we've got people, Felix, who did the one sports segment, the one time that we had. <laughs> he, he wants to be a part of it too. So right now, uh, I don't want to call us a podcast and radio show because we are not on the radio. However, I think it's okay to keep it in the branding because the goal is to reach that point again. And if I do. Uh, I will just be pretty happy, but um, in all fairness, I feel like I've changed as a person. I think the three of us have changed as people, and no longer the person that I was back in like 2010 through like 2013 when these episodes had aired or had been created. With that said, I'm going to give Jeff here an opportunity to uh, go ahead and tell us as much as he'd like to about himself and... uh, you know, hopefully we'll. Uh, he says he he says he's got a list of topics. I'm not sure if he's if he does or not. Uh, but uh, coming out of the gate hot, coming out hot, coming out hot. Got a whole list of topics that I'm gonna go over. Not really. Hey, Super Balls fans, glad to be here. Long time listener, first time podcaster. <laughs> that was actually the first topic I was gonna go over with you, Frankie. Was uh, 
the podcasts I have been on. Yeah, yeah, fire away. I've only, um, I was only the the lame guy who called in to uh, the full charge power hour. Not sure if you know that one. It's a million podcasts. Just another one by another comedian. He's uh he's in with your mom's house. That's where I found him. But anyway, I got on his show briefly, called in, and asked him if uh, asked him if we should get real curtains on our bachelor pad. It was uh, it was a good t- it was a good conversation starter. I'm pretty good at those. I was on that. I was also on a. Um, I also called in on a uh, more of a sports radio podcast, and I want a towel. So this wow. already this yeah. Big so this already time. this already is the biggest cast already, I've ever uh, been it's on. And big I thank you me from the first five minutes of having him on. So yeah, I uh, I expect a I expect the check in the mail. I accept paper checks. It's the only kind I, I accept. Oh really? Yes. Okay. You, you're like I got a towel, so it's getting pretty serious. See. You you would think that me being an experienced podcaster would have like have gone to the bathroom beforehand or would have had like some water like you've got like some ice water. That's the real story. Loop. We worked downtown in a high rise, and I personally, without giving out too much info, I like having the home base advantage. I don't like going in public. If it can be avoided, I will avoid it. But all day you hold it in. You hold it in. I was nine holding, or ten I, hours. Well, listen though, I'm not in that. I'm not holding it in all day. It's I, I can't even because I can't even hold that in for. It's hard enough to hold it in for like twenty or thirty minutes. You know what well, I mean? I, I mean, it's just because you. It's because you're so sensitive down there. From we're in a, a very nice corner office that's overlooking, the. Uh, yes. Is that east? That's no. That's west. We're looking towards the west suburbs. They decorated the place for us. We got balloons. Yeah, it says congrats in pink letters. And I'm, I'm Super Balls is back, baby. 100% Couldn't sure keep us down right. forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, what we're hoping to do is uh, continue this for as long as possible. We're actually going to uh, – we're interviewing right now for a third host or a fourth host. Um, it gets complicated because – it's either that it has to be something Because everyone that we, sucks, that's why. Well, yeah, everyone sucks. No but, one has any balls. We need someone with super balls and no one's got any. <laughs> that we ran into a problem. It's, it's one of those stupid things where it's like... Uh, per- perception. So stupid. Perception is the reality. Uh, <laughs> all right, so what we didn't get yet Sorry. is we got to get a little bit of a resume from you. If I mean, you give us like what podcast you've been on, uh, but we need to know more about you. I think they're going to want to know. I mean, well, the, the, the people like John, John, when he listens to this podcast, if he does, he's going to get pissed off that like some asshole who he doesn't even know or has ever talked to is kind of replacing him. So if he knows more about you, I'm pretty sure it'll help him make notes and then eventually find you to kill you. Well, Frank, John can suck on these nuts. And uh, he if he wants, will. yeah, if he wants a piece of this, then uh, he can he can show up next week and uh, we can have a little talk mono say, mono. I will say that John's a lover, not a fighter. Me too. I will say, you know, I will say that, John, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are listening, uh, that was a joke. I am also a lover, not a fighter. So here's this from my resume, Frank. I've never actually been in a fight in my whole life. Really? Not once, no. Wow. Just like nothing over, you know, like shoving or like stupid, you know, wrestling matches or anything like that. I've actually been in quite a few fights, but they were all when I was like high school and prior. Right. The last fight I got was in high school. Man, that's a story. But you ever get blasted in the face? What do you mean blasted? Just, like just, punched? Just take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ever, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, my, I haven't, so I have no idea what the, that feels like. I, the, I've gotten into three fights where I've gotten punched in the face directly. 
there was a so there was a ice ice hold on I guess I'll tell the story because I feel like I got a choice now but uh, I lived when I was so at one point in time my family lived in Illinois which is a nice suburb and uh, we ended up moving to Portage Park because life happens and my parents are idiots um, and Portage Park was a neighborhood in the city that was originally a very nice neighborhood, but like it was just going south, which is which ended up being the reason why we moved. Like to give you perspective of how the neighborhood was going south was like there's a known drug dealer on the corner. There was a gang that, that. there's yeah there's there was a gang that lived across the street in a house, and uh, the one kid that was my classmate from there ended up on America's Most Wanted. I think I actually talked about that. In was it a real gang or like young kids? It was it was the Latin Kings. <laughs> as real as it gets. But they were recruit. No, I dude, real talk. I was there with my brother a week, and they tried to recruit us by making the hand symbol. And I was <laughs> second grade. That's badass, though. Yeah, or third, actually third grade. So anyway, can you, you still know, do it? Let me see. It. Uh, it was like something like this, but like it was funny because the two kids that were showing us were disagreeing about how to actually make the symbol with their hand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, like, the, the neighbor that lived directly next door to us, like, her car got stolen right off the street. And then when the Bulls were winning in the playoffs in the finals at that time, they were literally lighting sticks of dynamite in the street. We'd wake up to potholes, and, like, my mom would call the cops. They'd laugh at her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, when the Bulls win the win the final, it's not like she's the only call. You know what I mean? It's so, always a strong move, by the way. When, you're, when your team wins, you destroy your own community. Yep. They did that at my... Uh, they did that at my school. Yeah, it was like... Go Huskies, UConn Huskies, champion, champions so, in uh, 2013. So, yeah. One of the fights I was in at that school is I had to, like... So, there was this kid... The first the first time that it happened was... There was I think his name was, like, Armando. And he was part of the gang. And I was actually really interested in, in joining the gang, I think. But, they, I mean, he called it a club. He didn't say, oh, it's our gang. He said it's a group of... He's like, it's oh, it's a group of homies, you know? And, like, we had just moved there. I didn't know anyone. And then, like, I asked, like, what part? what's part of the, the process? And uh, he said, well, they beat the shit out of you upon, you know, or, like, they'll, they'll get people yeah, your age. You jumped in. Yeah. You, you get jumped, and, like, they'll beat the shit out of you. Of course. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. I'm like, I'm not interested. He's like, well, what's wrong? Like, pussy, like, whatever. And, like, we're, like, third graders, right? So... He ended up pushing me down, which I, he, which I was not expecting. Because at, at that time, while I had been in fights, they've been stupid, dumb schoolyard fights. He pushed me. This was after school, uh, and he pushed me down, and then he kicked me in my face with a steel toe boot, and Fuck. I knocked out. When I woke up, it was because my mom had my brother walked home without me because he was like, "Oh, I can't fight him. I, I didn't even look, by the way, because I was like right on the school's front lawn." And my brother's like, "Well, I don't know. I'm just gonna go home and fuck off." So that's what my brother, my brother did. So he got home and my mom was like, hey, where's Frank at? And he's like, I don't fucking know. Wait, so your brother saw your ass get no, beat he, and walked away from it? No, he didn't see it. Like, we, we usually would meet somewhere and then walk home together or I would walk he's home. He's like, oh, I guess he got abducted or something. No, nah, oh, well. I mean, sometimes we wouldn't walk home together because he had his own. He had a friend named Mark. Uh, we were in the Boy Scouts together and his other friend Mark and him would walk home sometimes. So I would do my own thing. We only lived two blocks away or three blocks away. Uh, so I was passed out. He got home. He's like, I don't know where he is. My mom called the school. They had no fucking idea. So my mom drove to the school looking for me and then woke me up. And I had, like, a, a big black bruise all, like, on my forehead. Holy shit. How, how long were you out for then? It had been about 45 minutes. 
So you're just dead on the ground for yeah. 45 minutes? Yeah. Holy So my fuck. mom got super pissed, went back into the school, asked them what they're going to do about it. And they're like, yeah, we didn't see anything. There's no witnesses. No one's here. And by the way, the whole school was getting out of school. There was hundreds <laughs> of witnesses. Everyone's but stepping school, over you. The school was so – that was not – we were not living in a time of Columbine. We were not living in a time of lawsuits. So the school was like, yep, there's nothing we can do. Go fuck yourself. And so your drunk ass social studies teacher was stepping over you on the, yeah, on the way out to his fucking hatchback. So uh, <laughs> anyway, my mom decided to convince the the front person at the principal's desk to give out the address of this kid. And again, they would never do that now, but they did. So my mom loaded my brother and I up in the car and said, "I'm gonna kill this kid." And it's funny because we found him riding his bike. Oh, like on his block and my mom was chasing him in her car <laughs> into this big Buick so he doesn't know what to do so he turns down an alley now my mom is right up against his back tire and he's on a bike scared and long story short my mom got out and had a talk of like to his mom who spoke no English but my mom speaks perfect Spanish and she got out yelled at this woman I'm gonna kill you and your family you're gonna get deported all these empty threats and then uh, that was it. So, what did it sound like, though? Like, can you do like an impersonation of, of my what it mom? Sounds? Yeah, like of your mom cussing out that other mom. I imagine you did that a lot growing up. Yeah, you, you well, be the no. purse holder while while she goes off. I mean, I don't know, man. My mom would never fight, but she always acts like she's the first one to jump in. So, that was one fight. After that, my dad, who's like a, a martial artist uh, and has like a history of like being a black belt, my dad was in a gang. He took me aside and basically was like, dude, you got to learn how to defend yourself. He's like, if you think you're going to be in a situation where you're going to th- like be in a fight and you're going to lose especially, you throw that first punch. Like, you, At least you'll get an advantage like that if you know what's going to happen. I'm like, okay. So it was really funny because they were doing this thing in the, in the recess yard where, have you ever done this thing where you walk up to somebody and it's almost like you're going to like rush past here stand up I want to show you for a second it's like you're going to rush past them but somebody goes like this and like oh, trips yeah, you that yeah. way get the leverage the, yeah. trip so it's like the yeah. leverage trip um, it's like shoulder to shoulder so that was like just for some reason trending on the schoolyard yeah no that, that, was, that was big when I was like 11 I right. remember so yeah, I, that's I, the move I must have been like again like third grade or something or like fourth grade and they were everybody was doing that. I'm like, man, the first guy who's gonna do that shit to me, I'm gonna mess him up good. And like <laughs> some skinny kid, true story, some really skinny small kid thought it was gonna be a good idea to do that to me. And I saw it coming and I removed my leg that he was gonna use for leverage and he fell face first onto the ground. <laughs> and since he was the one that was going around doing it, he had like an audience watching it, so everybody in his little group of friends saw that happen. So then he got really angry at me because I let like I pretty much tripped him instead. So get this, he goes to do a leg sweep, like a real ninja ass move, right? What a clown! And the funny part is he really didn't calculate it because the dude weighed like probably like 80, 70 or eighty pounds, and here I am, I'm a husky gentleman, yeah, still as an adult. It's easier in video games. Than yeah, so he goes he goes to do the leg sweep. I don't go down or flinch at all. <laughs> So what do I do? I just kick him in the stomach like four times until he's got the wind knocked out of him. His friends are actually cheering me on, which is great. I go back. Then I get called to the office. I'm like, did you do this? I'm like, nope. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, this kid was going around tripping everybody. I'm like, yeah, we have heard that. So, okay. So they, they pretty much let me go back to class. And then 
early the next morning, I was walking to school at like 6.45. And the reason I would do that was I was the patrol guard. I was one of those kids that wore like the neon sashes and like would help kids cross the street with a stop sign. Like you they, would be that kid. Frank. I was that kid. You would be and that kid. Listen, it, it's fine. It's something I did. So uh, <laughs> I was going to school early and they had already found out like when I go to school. And I remember walking to school half asleep. And again, my brother, I don't know where the fuck he is. Well, I was like looking straight ahead of me, and I see somebody walking towards me that is older than me, but he had the same jacket as this kid who I messed up the day before because it was like kind of a colder time of year like this. So, well, it's actually getting cold, but anyway, I see this ginger kid like a block ahead of me, like coming towards me real fast, like he's walking, he's on a mission. Gotta watch out for those gingers. And then I, I like, I like fucking turn my head to the left, right? Because I got like a building on my right. I turn my head to the left. And there's another kid, older also, the same jacket. I'm like, this is weird. And then I, like, happen to look behind myself. There's the kid that I, like, fucking knocked up the day before or, like, knocked him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't knock him up. So all three are approaching me from all possible angles. And you know what? I got to say that in retrospect of it, I knew I was going to lose the fight. And I ta- thought to my, my first thought was, these kids are going to jump me. I'm going to lose. But I took the advice from my dad so seriously because my dad was like, dude, I'll have your back. He's like, don't worry about police. Don't worry about your school. I fought these kids, and I know I hurt every single one of them before I had gone down. And when I did go down, I ended up walking home because I had, like, a bloody nose that would not stop. <laughs> That's all you could ask for when you get jumps. It's, you know, when you're when you're outnumbered, real life's not like the fucking movies. No. If you're outnumbered, that's it. Yeah, no, it's my, fun, my, it's my fear was, like, I was going to hurt them, and then they'd have a knife or, like, a gun or something. Like, uh, it wouldn't be something I'd put past that, the people in that neighborhood. But, like, I went home totally bruised. They actually, for some reason, they took the laces out of my shoes. Like, ah, fuck your shoes, because, like, now you got to buy new laces. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> They should have just taken the fucking shoes. They should have just taken better. my shoes. And that <laughs> it was really just like they I mean, just sat like, down and took the time to pull it out of each little hole. They're like, oh. no, they they like they like took their laces off of my shoes. Like the one kid held me down while the other kid took the laces off. There was another kid that took my backpack and just turned it out like onto the street with all my books and shit. Fuck. So like I went home and I don't actually remember the resolution of that except for I think my mom called the school and was like, did they take your wallet or anything? I didn't have a wallet. I'm a little kid. How old are you at this time? Third grade. Oh, okay, yeah. And actually, I got jumped on my front porch from the kid that appeared on America's Most Wanted, but I didn't fight. I knew better to, to fight with the gang. Wait, so the so these kids who jumped you, yeah. these gingers, is that like an actual Irish gang, or they're just these... No, they're just like the they o- just happened to be like brothers. The they were brothers. They're like the O'Doyles. No, no, so what happened was the one brother that tried to trip me in the schoolyard in the first place had oh, two older brothers. Own, got his own ass dropped. Yeah, and then he's like, sweep the leg. hey, let me call my brothers that are... One is one grade higher. The other one's another grade higher. They are actually not gingers. These two actually had souls, yeah. and they they had just brown hair. So or like the one brother had brown hair, and the little brother had brown hair, but the middle was like some weird ginger. So I don't know mom's explanation for that. But but they wore matching jackets. They did. You could tell like the mom had gone to like I don't know some fucking Walmart or something. Oh well, look at this jacket. We'll get you the same jackets. How cute will that be? What what kind was it? A they puffy were blue. One? No, they were not puffy. So. The trend at that time was to have starter jackets that were puffy with, like, basketball teams on there. Oh, hell yeah. That was the Those trend. Those are still fresh as fuck, too. Well, I think they're coming back. They've I been could, back. Dude, yeah, so like I... fresh. <laughs> like a Charlotte Hornets. Yes. Know? Oh, my God. That was my favorite. In fact, my crush that time, she wore Charlotte Hornets. 
and it looks so nice. And if you didn't have one, you were you were such a barbarian, fucking loser. You're a fucking loser. And I remember going to my mom like, "Hey, mom, I really would like a starter jacket." I remember my mom was looking through the Sears catalog. Do you remember the Sears catalog? Dude, she's looking through the Sears catalog. Catalogs were great, man, back in the day before service merchandise catalog. (laughs) Hell yeah, yo, I like the Lego catalog. Montgomery Ward catalog. Yeah, that place exists. Yeah, Toys R Us. The yearly yeah. toy catalog was good. No, so she's looking through, and uh, she's like, eighty nine ninety nine for a coat that you're going to grow up in a year? She's like, get yeah, fucked. No. She's like, I don't care. She's like, I don't care if every kid wears one and you'll, like, but she was not doing it. And she ended up taking my brother and I to, like, Walgreens or something, some little, oh, no, it was Osco. And they happened to be selling, like, not puffy starter jackets all, but some weird, like, club jackets. You know, it's, like, got, like. They're track jackets, and they got, like, the two stripes on the wrists. Yeah. And they got, like, a stripe around the neck, and, like, they're just weird. Now, fucking... those are back, what you're talking yes. about. Like, those those have been, like, sort of and back, she got, where there's like, no hood or anything. Yeah, it's no, just it's like just, a, just the... It's kind of like a baseball jacket or, like, yes, a Marcy jacket. Exactly, yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly that. Two so stripes. She, uh, she got my brother and I with that for, like, both of them, like, ran her 20 bucks or some shit like that. Yeah, dude, real fight. Um, after that fight where I had lost... Going up against three people and knowing what that feels like. After that, if I would go like one on one with it, it only happened a couple of times. I've I've actually won fights, you know, like you know they don't always end good. So when you kicked this kid, was were you uh, were you practicing the way of the fist and the foot at the time? Like, did was it like a nice like? Uh... I wasn't trying I, when I when I was kicking that kid in the stomach. At the time, I wasn't really thinking about anything except for what my dad had told me, which is like. Don't put any flair on your moves. Don't think you're going into a video game or like you're not in a kung fu movie. Just, like that asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the like the that idiot second. for sure. <laughs> Thought he was Eddie like, fucking Gordo coming at you low. <laughs> I don't. You know, honestly, it's something that I'm ashamed yeah. of. You know, like one of the things that my dad did not teach me because my dad was a tough guy. But like one of the things that I picked up later on in life, probably like around my high school time, was like, you know, we've got the ability to speak to each other. I tend to think I'm somewhat of a smart guy. There shouldn't be a problem that I can't solve with words and all that stuff. And you know what? It's bullshit. But like, yeah, I really do not look forward to any fight I would ever get in the future. I'm not a violent person. I don't have like tendencies to want to like hurt people or like that kind of thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll be like pissed off at a coworker and hope she gets hit by a bus or he. But like, or like, I'll think I'll think that to myself. I'll think of stuff like that or like, man. I, I I hope they're eating. I hope they're eating a nice soft piece of steak and then they bite right into a bone. Like I'll just they <laughs> think of stuff like that or like I hope they get all the way to the car and then realize they left their keys inside. And then they shit themselves. Well, I don't know about all that, but um, that would be good too, though. But so the, the thing is now, it, like especially now when you're a grown ass man, whenever you do get into a situation where you can get into a fight, when you feel like you have to to defend your honor or defend your woman's honor, yeah. The reality of it is, it's never fucking worth it because you really no. you get arrested, you get a prison yeah. record, yeah, and you got to deal with all that. At the at the very best, you got lawyer fees you're dealing with, yeah. and I mean those right there. I mean, you're you're not even you're, worth you're it. putting thirty seconds of time into something that's going to cost more to you than it's ever going to be worth. Um, so, like, I, I personally don't understand how people resort to violence. Uh, what's really interesting to me is like we live in a city where. I mean, I live in the suburbs, but you live here in the city. There's some parts of the city, like, you literally can't go to because there's, like, 
what was it like last week on Friday there was 83 deaths in one night from like gang killings and drive-by shootings and yeah. stray bullets that's a deep that's like the deep south side from what I understand the deep like the south, south side the, the side. city only runs so many miles wide there's it's yeah. just if you happen to find yourself in a pocket of a neighborhood that's really bad get the fuck out honestly like I, I it's not worth it I, I drive a nice car sometimes when I do and like I can't be driving that through the streets like yeah but how at the same time I will say though like I don't no one no one believes me out here but where I'm from in Connecticut New Haven Connecticut shouts out pistol wave in New Haven the 203 it's <laughs> it's a pretty bad pretty bad area so <laughs> the pistol wave pistol in wave in New Haven is what they call it oh, man. Hartford's another bad one New Haven and Hartford and Bridgeport are usually in the top 10 in terms of like gun deaths per year yeah I just want to make sure we're still going. In, uh, yeah we're good yeah per capita yeah per capita like shooting deaths per year where I'm going with this is like growing up around it like it's like you see shootings and stuff but it's like it's almost always gang related you know like I've I've seen horrible areas as long as you just like mind your own goddamn business you know they're not if as long as you're not a complete idiot as long as you mind your own business, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not really getting jumped. Like I'm in the South Side yeah. now, and like there, there are there are like certain moments where you might feel intimidated, but as long as you're not, you, you know, know, as long you know, as you're not buying a, drugs or doing yeah, anything, yeah, you're I not going to get shot. Here's the thing: so like, there's a huge difference between violence and stuff and crime that'll happen as a result of your poor decisions. Like if you go somewhere that you know you're not supposed to go to, like you shouldn't go to, and a lot of it comes down to. There is a lot of violence in Chicago because there is a lot of straight up organized crime, and there's a lot of that that just is with drugs, or in this city like guns. Like we're actually a gun-toting city over here. Um, what I Definitely. will say is, there's, there, I do really agree with you when you say you mind your own business because, like, if you if you're just going about your day, uh, in the same way that you and I just talked about, it's not worth your time to like get into a fight and have all that legal shit. People who are are you know, doing organized crime feel the same way, right? If they could go about your day or about their day and you're going about your day and you'll never see each other again, I think most of the time you, you are safe. You know, in fact, if for whatever reason they think you're going to either hurt their business or like like if they think that you're going to somehow rat on them or something, that's when you're going to find yourself in a place where it's like, oh, well, I'm going to call the police. Like if somebody's approaching you and you're like, you lock your doors and you're all scared, they think you're going to call the cops. Or if it's like, you, you like tell them like, oh, like this is something my mom would do because her bark is like worse than her bite. If she gets approached or something like that, first words out of her mouth, I'm going to call the police on you. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to report you. I've already got the, the, <laughs> the board of trade on the line. <laughs> got just, the, I've got the American embassy. For that whatever just irritates the thugs even more. Yeah, that no, just I makes mean, them seriously, like, they that don't want to hear that shit. Like, like she, you know, she's been very lucky that she hasn't been in an altercation, but, like, uh, you know, she would definitely she would definitely get into one if she, like, she doesn't watch her behavior, you know what I mean? But, like, what you're saying is right. Uh, you can be in a bad place if you use common sense and, and do good practices that, that make sense, you know, like, depending on the area, you either got a mind to yourself you gotta maybe not carry a bunch of money on you is a good idea. Like I don't like carrying cash, but like you, you know, that's a good practice. You gotta, if the neighborhood's super bad, like maybe even not go out at night. You know what I mean? Or like limit the time that you go out. Right. You know? Or yeah, the big one, big one too. Don't be wearing gold around your neck and around your yeah. And if you know there's a prevalent game, yeah. If you know there's a prevalent game, 
If you know there's a prevalent gang and they hang out at a corner, like, don't go on the corner. Don't wear their colors. Don't wear somebody else's colors. Dress fucking normal, you clown. Well, yeah. And that, well, that's another good point, too, because now that I think about it, I mean, it's, it's different for us because, you know, being, like, being younger guys and we're not, like, tiny either, it is a lot safer for us so like yeah. I, I can understand if like you know if older people yeah, or mean, women especially I mean they you know I used to work at a I, now that I don't work there I'll be up front I used to work for a company and uh, I used to work with two people one girl's name was Tanya and the other girl was named Jean who I, was a really good friend of mine I haven't talked to her in a long time but like they used to ask me to walk them out to their cars because where it was located was one of the bad parts of Addison like they had the section 8 housing next to my work pretty much and it was so bad over there that, like, the pizza delivery drivers would not even deliver pizzas to that. I wouldn't, man. No, yeah. I wouldn't. Like, that's, for sure. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's the oldest the trick in the book. Yeah, yeah, so that's the pizza drivers, like, being smart enough to be like, hey, this is hurting our business, blah, blah, blah. Like, people would order. Dude, I heard a story that pizza driver would get called and be like, hey, you got to bring change for 100 and then they'd fucking jump them. <laughs> they would send them to the wrong address, which is next door. Yeah. The people next door would be like, well, I didn't order a pizza, but, like, somebody who actually did the phone call would come out and jump the driver for at least 80 90 bucks you know like it's funny to think about now like now that we do have grubhub and uber eats and things like that it's funny to think that it's just like yeah bring change for a hundred to this place you've never seen before you know it's just to like talking to this person you've never done <laughs> yeah yeah just show up and they're like sure and you know it's really funny about like uber eats or, or grubhub is like it's not just a traditional pizza that's going to run twenty dollars thirty dollars anymore now it's like you can order like well, like five dollars worth of a cheeseburger and it's like oh here, here's your delivery yeah because you wanted one fucking taco from taco bell <laughs> yeah, my um when my uh my roommate back in connecticut one time he he saw me uh he asked me about uber eats because he saw me order it and i showed him how to download it because he was technologically uh impaired oh yeah he was only a couple he was like he was probably uh, maybe a couple years older than you but yeah i just didn't know a damn thing about internet or anything so i show him how to do it and he like starts complaining about like the surcharge i'm like you think someone's just gonna like pick up mcdonald's and deliver it to you for free like well i think they should work the surcharge a little bit differently uh like they've still they're still changing surcharges all the time and trying all the time all the time they're updating all the time so i'm just waiting until it's fair there's been times where i i've ordered food and i'm like I feel really bad about the surcharge. I'm going to tip a little better. Or alternatively, um, it's so high that it's like, is it fucking even worth it if you're spending an extra 20 bucks on top of the 20 you're already spending for the food? Right. And when and I see that. tip too, like, okay. Yeah, when I see that. When I see the surcharge is ridiculous, then I just don't get it. I'm like, all right, I can figure something else out. That's kind of ridiculous. But I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to order food and then just like be like, "Oh, this is ridiculous that someone wants to be paid for delivering yeah. it to my fat ass." You know, <laughs> you know, like I, I mean, hear that complaint all you, the time. Do you find yourself ordering a lot of food? Oh yeah, I yeah, do. for sure. I, know I do. I I do. I really got to I got to put a stop for to sure. It. But because like yeah, it, like um, yeah, if you if you get a good deal with with the like Uber Eats or Grubhub, like they're when they have like a promotion where it's like. Yeah, man, it's not a, bad at all. To Uber like, Eats has a promotion right now. It's twenty or twenty percent off every order for like the first five orders uh, in the fall, which just actually turned into fall. It's not summer anymore, um, but that, you know, so that's good. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Yo, ordering food, especially in the winter time, is a big move when you're hungover. It's, it's, a, that's, it's a power oh, move. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's a it's a power move. Um, you know, and it, what's especially you know, it's it's really funny, like. 
you know, I used to talk with my ex-girlfriend all the time about like, oh, I wish Portillo's would deliver. I wish McDonald's breakfast would deliver. And we live in an age right now where it's like, that that's a reality. It's unbelievable. I, I kid you not, uh, to be her alive. and I used to like go for late night drives and like go to the clubs. And I remember there were at least two or three times where her and I would literally wait outside of McDonald's starting at like 2 a.m., just to like get a get a sausage McMuffin, like that's it. We wait <laughs> yeah. outside for like two hours, bored in the car, waiting for McDonald's to open, and we'd get in there and be like, "Yeah, sausage McMuffins, let's go." And it was ridiculous, you know. And they did the power move of doing breakfast like all day, which was great. It took them. I don't know why it took them so long to. I don't do know why shit. either. I, I have no idea either. There there was no reason besides making that. You know what it was? I think. In their mind, breakfast was a very exclusive thing. And I'll, actually, the majority of their business is done during breakfast. When you're like, talking about people the, commuting to work, like ordering breakfast food in the drive through like that's actually McDonald's yeah. bread and butter. It's not their nuggets at midnight. That Egg McMuffin, man, is a classic. It is pretty good. I never, you know what? I'm. It's very. It's a very unpopular opinion of mine. I'm not on board with the McGriddles. I never like the McGriddles, but uh, people sing their praises they, up and you down. Know, the, the thing that... So the, the reason I don't personally always like or order McGriddles, there's two reasons. Like number one, yeah, it tastes like a pancake or whatever, but it's a lot of sugar that's unnecessary, and it just ends up being too sweet and overpowering. Like the sausage. That's what I'm or that. saying. Yeah, that's so there's why I that like part. It. Yeah. The other part that McDonald's doesn't always tell you is there are two different kinds of egg. There is the round egg and the folded egg, and that's exactly what they're actually called. And the folded egg comes in frozen and then like thawed out in the refrigerator so you're just getting a reheated thing and like one egg that's a folded egg could have like 20 different eggs from 20 different chickens in there but the round egg is the one that they actually crack the egg cook the egg it's one egg from one chicken that's what that's what comes on the regular mcmuffin yeah but if you get something that's not a mcmuffin it's always that shit folded egg yeah and and it makes a huge it makes a, a huge difference and like I usually don't do like McGriddles or like their biscuits are terrible, but like I usually don't do McGriddles because I don't want to be that jerk that's like, hey, do you mind putting putting the round egg in there, please? <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Like I don't want to be that, that guy at McDonald's. I do that shit all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get extra pickles on that, no lettuce on this. Put the mac oh, sauce God. on a McDouble for me. I so put some tr- fucking gloves true on. Story. I did work at McDonald's. It's no secret to the people that know me. I I did work there for three months. It was the worst job of my life. I was not. I was not good at the job because they didn't train me. And I remember the, one of the shift leads over there saying something about how like I wasn't meant for a re- like a restaurant job. And I went on to be a GM at a Chipotle immediately after. Yeah. So suck on these nuts. So suck. On, I remember. I remember talking to some. So I got hired on at McDonald's as a first assistant manager. And I remember uh, I ran into the, like the other assistant manager, the second assistant manager who I ran into at the Arlington Heights McDonald's that's on um, Arlington Heights Road, or what road is that? I guess Arlington Heights Road, yeah. And so I ran into her there. She was a GM there, and she's like, oh, what happened to you? And I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm a GM of the Chipotle that's across the street over here on Rand in Arlington Heights. You know, I'm the acting GM. And she's like, oh, wow, Uh, how did you pull that off? Because she knew, like, I, I was crap at McDonald's, and I was like, it's because you guys didn't take the time to train me. Like, you guys just threw me to the wolves. I remember, like, being told to, like, change the ice cream machine. And, like, I, I didn't even know, like, how the machine worked. I didn't even know the ice cream went, went in the top. 
I didn't know any of this. Like they didn't. Like, it's true. Legit, they would send me home with like a big binder of like, here, read this, read this SOP, and it'd be like eight hundred pages, and like breakdowns of the equipment. But you don't need to learn breakdowns. Like no, yeah. So I, I remember she was just like, oh, you should write a letter to Charlie Strong, which is like one of their huge, big, big Mac cheeses over in fucking Oak Brook. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Whatever. Wait, so did you go to Hamburger U? No, I did not. Uh, that would have been... That's something they reserve once you're there for like six months or a year. Okay. Kind of like what you... I don't want to talk about where we work, but kind of like what you and I have for the next... Yeah, where you need... Yeah, six months they before you, send you to corporate. Yeah, yeah, so uh, they had that, but I was there for only three months, and I, I, I just quit one day. Have you been to the Hamburger U that's here in Chicago? I've driven, that, I've driven the past McDonald's? It. I've driven past it. It's in Oak Brook off of, uh, off of Butterfield Road, and it's funny because... Corporate McDonald's is there. Across the street from there is Corporate Chipotle. And then across the street and down a few buildings is Corporate Apple. <laughs> no shit. So, like, those are all jobs I've had. And I actually worked at Chipotle and Apple at the same time. And it would be funny. Like, oh, go to Corporate. Here's the address. And then I remember they told me to go to Corporate Chipotle. And I was, like, driving by the same building. Like, oh, what the hell? Like, this is, this is, like, two buildings over. But, like, the thing about it is outside, there's only a couple of towns where they have a lot of, like, corporate buildings. There's Schaumburg. And there's Oakbrook, and then outside of that, it's mostly the Loop. Yeah, honestly, unless you go like up north. Um, so yeah, man, it's uh, it was a it was a hardcore. But it's true what you say. How they just won't fucking train you at a fast food place. So it depends. It depends, I, man. Yeah. Some, sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they really suck. Uh, I knew at that time. So if like, they're Chick Fil A, they're really good. Or if they're Chipotle, they're really uh, good. You know, if they're one of the good ones, they're good. But like, I was at Arby's, and they used to just they used to just hand out certifications. Like he would just be like. Oh, okay, yeah, so to clean up the fry machine, you just do this, this, that, that, and that. Okay, I'm going to check you off as being, like, you know, like, you're, you're going you're gonna to clean out the fry machine when you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. You know what? I remember cleaning, like actually the, I remember cleaning the fry machine at McDonald's, and they had this weird convoluted process where these huge, like, six-inch hoses would go in, and you, like, drain the oil into these big vats and all this bullshit. And nobody actually cleans the shit out, right? Everyone you know what? I will say that when I worked at Chipotle, they only had the one fryer for tortilla chips, I used to not like cleaning it out, but like you turn that hatred inward to be like, yeah, fuck this machine, and you just used to clean it, and like it would only have to be cleaned once a week, and fresh oil once a week, and we actually used to do it. So like, oh, that reminds me, I actually did Subway. Subway sucked. Ooh. I did Subway for like two you, weeks and quit. Guys, it's official. Jeff is also a sandwich artist. That's that's right. Big time. It just, that, I'm just big time and you left and right over here yeah, at my town. Sandwich artist. You got a towel on that radio show I've never heard of. Yeah, That's... suck on these Super Bowls. But <laughs> that what reminded me of that is that the day when I was like washing out all the all the things that they have the ingredients in Subway in, I was like actually scrubbing them all out and the girl I'm working with goes, oh wow, no one actually like cleans that. They just like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, check out, get a load of the new guy over here actually washing and sanitizing. That's what they were like when I started here. Like, like, oh, you're actually doing that? Like Subway sucks, by the way. It is they, you know what? not what it used they're, to be at all. Oh, they're no, struggling. They're, they're going under because I see they don't do $5 footlongs anymore. They do like the sandwich of the day. They don't it's, do, like, yeah, do $5 footlongs. The footlongs that they do have, they've come out in court and have said, they're not asterisk. They're not five. <laughs> not they're not a near. foot long. They're actually no. like it's just a marketing term. Like they could be. It was really funny. That day. is hilarious. The guy who called him out and got vindicated. <laughs> He's like, holy shit, I won. Like it was really funny. It's like I remember the newspapers tearing into Subway because some lady had a lawsuit where she like bought five sandwiches, took them all home, took the measuring tape out, and then decided to put them on Pinterest. Like, 
Well, I know it's cold outside, but come on, Subway. Like, that's you're pretty, lying about your inches that's here. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah, like, I remember that app where they're all, like, nine and eight inches, and it's, like, a foot long. Like, no, yeah. it's not. And, uh, you know, that was the start. It was a roller coaster of Subway. Just, I think they're going to go out of business because here's the thing. They went from, when I was a little kid, I hated Subway. My mom would have to force me to want to go to Subway. But actually, Subway was very good. It's just for more of an older taste, right? I remember going and getting a sandwich and like I remember like my mom ordered it for me and this one sandwich was so amazing I was so plum surprised and I remember, plum surprised yeah I remember going back and trying to recreate the sandwich for a couple of years and then they there was a time like two like maybe like 98 where they just boomed man and everybody was on the subway wagon with jared and like they came out with the asiago <laughs> oh, bread jared. they came out with the asiago bread oh, and then jared. but very soon after that they discovered that like a lot of their meat is mostly filler like the same uh there's something called textured vegetable protein which is uh tvp is what it's abbreviated for and basically it's just filler like newspaper kind of like it's it undergoes the same processing as like newspaper so like their baked chicken is not like a piece of a chicken breast oh hell no it's not even like the nuggets at mcdonald's where they're just ground up and put back together slime that's bleached yeah it's not even like that this is like like mcdonald's will take chicken and grind it up and put it like put it back together in what they want subway will take their chicken take their scrap chicken put it in with filler that's not even chicken in the same machine and then you get something that's like maybe 40 percent chicken which has been proven if you go to youtube there are plenty of videos saying how their a lot of their meat is not even real 100 percent meat and it's funny so that happened to them so that was bad pr then you got you find out that their bread was made with the same material as gym mats do you remember this no do you remember the hearty italian bread Oh, of course, yeah. They don't even have that, and they haven't for years because it was made with the same material that goes into gym mats for creation. That's funny, yeah. Because when I worked there, the bread it's just like it's just like a it's basically like a frozen bread stick, and, you and then you throw it in the oven, oven yeah. and yeah. But it's it's fucking nasty because they, <coughs> they they certainly weren't cleaning out that. Pit, oh yeah. So, it so then there was the, yeah there was that they had bad PR on the food quality the health they actually they they had bad PR because everybody was saying how healthy they were but they were it really depends on how you make your sandwich but like you can't be walking in there putting like extra mayo and shit exactly yeah so yeah the um then the Jared thing happened which was pretty that didn't help no, <laughs> no but but like yeah i do remember when subway was the biggest thing I ever remember, I remember. and that's when i think that's kind of why mcdonald's took a hit and like a step back i think that's one of the reasons they decided like mcdonald's took a turn and started to try to do like more salads and stuff because people were trying to be healthy for like the late 90s early 2000s it was like a real turn to try and be healthy i remember mcdonald's actually at one time had like five or six different salads they had like the bacon ranch they had those salad the shakers i remember those the salad shakers well that was more like mid 90s but that, that was a that, long that was, ass time ago nobody remembers those I, i'm actually really surprised you remember those but um you know right now if you go to mcdonald's they might have two different kinds of salads you know like They've definitely pulled away from that healthy aspect of it. And they're like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. Just come out with a barbecue sandwich that's pulled pork and beef and throw an onion ring on there. Like, come on. Let's let's do something different. That's why that's why Portillo's is the bomb. And I'm yeah. glad I'm, I, you know, I'm forever grateful for you popping my Portillo's cherry. Because <laughs> coming true from story, outside of Chicago, story, I had no idea how amazing it was. I, uh, I, Jeff is not from Chicago. And we decided to take a, a day to go fishing. I picked him up in my Tesla and another friend who we're no longer friends with. We went to Portillo's, and we went right as they opened. It was amazing. 
And I remember we were in line and, uh, you know, the, the question comes up, like, what do you order for your first time? And I remember this guy wanted to order a beef. What, what did, uh, I don't know if we even want to say his name. What did, it, what did he order? He ordered a cheeseburger? Probably, yeah, or something like that. He ordered a burger. I ordered a burger. Jeff got the beef. And I'm like, wait, these guys are going to Portillo's and they're not going to try a Chicago hot dog. So I paid my own money to buy them a Chicago hot dog that they split down the middle and they each ate their half, and it was great. Yes. And then it was really funny because after we left, you were like, oh, uh, what about that chocolate cake shake? I'm like, oh, God, don't do that. It's for <laughs> another Strong, day. And strongly I, advised against the chocolate cake shake. But I did get it, and it is effing incredible. And but I, it's also really bad for you. Like, well, no shit, but that's why Portillo's is amazing. They're not pretending, you know? They're not like... so. Here's a side salad. Portilla, <laughs> yeah. They're like, Portilla's, you're not getting no fucking dude, salad. Here's some more cheese dude, for your fries. And here's a piece of cake to throw in your it's milkshake. It's funny because even their tossed salad, which is actually a favorite of mine, their tossed salad is a salad that they, or their chopped salad, I should say. They chop the salad up into little bits and then they toss it in their dressing and then they give you more dressing when you get it. Um, and, and Portillo's is in a, in a very weird place because Portillo's is a place where. Uh, they're not they're not big enough to be government required to have nutrition facts like McDonald's is. Get out. Really? And they're they are pushing back. They actually, from what I remember hearing, uh, and this is just what I heard. I don't know if there's any bearing to it. I remember hearing that they were the one of a few restaurants that are chains because they're growing like crazy. They went from having like three locations to now there's like I think like twenty or something. But like they're growing enough to where very soon they're going to be federally mandated to have nutrition facts. But they're like one of the few chains that are really giving pushback to the government and getting lawyers like, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to publish our calorie counts and like our serving sizes because then once those come out, you realize it's eight thousand calories for an order of like onion rings. Like, who's gonna want to go? I want. I would be curious to see if sales dropped in any of the fast food chains once they started showing how many really calories there are. I bet I bet it stayed exactly the same, uh, to be honest. I think it dropped from McDonald's when they first did it. McDonald's is Well, actually, they had to stop supersizing things because well, yeah, so McDonald's got them. is interesting because McDonald's is actually the poster boy of let's get regulation on calories. Because McDonald's used to do a lot of stuff differently. Like, I, I don't know if I was talking to you about it or somebody else on my team, but um, you know they used to fry their fries in beef tallow rendered beef fat oh yeah i think i remember that yeah so basically what happened was it was a combination of so they have uh mcdonald's in india and a lot of people are vegetarian and like they think uh you know the cows are a sacred animal fine so this whole time mcdonald's are out there saying that they're all vegetarian but their fries are being fried and rendered beef fat (laughs) so like that made some people in that country feel really bad and like hey what the hell are you doing combination of that and at the same time they were getting regulated where they were like mandated to come up with nutrition facts they're like oh hey you know they want us to get rid of the beef tallow and guess what vegetable oil is actually a lot better for you let's go ahead and just take that out and we'll just use vegetable oil which is what they did and their fries like don't taste the same like um they're different now so you know stuff like that it's definitely their business dropped because people like went to their people went to mcdonald's and like we're like what is this shit and you know what same kind of thing happened with Burger King. I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, Burger King fries and McDonald's fries were identical. Do you remember that? No, I remember. I remember when. Oh, oh maybe I remember. I think right after that, Burger King had some banging fries. They had some so, crispy fries, and then they changed them, and now they suck. So what happened was, 
Burger King was trying to emulate McDonald's in a lot of ways, and they had an identical fry recipe, and I remember this. And McDonald's every so often would threaten them with legal action. So what Burger King would do, I think this is what happened. Don't again, don't take this to necessarily heart. But what definitely did happen is every so often Burger King would definitely take regular fries off the menu and do like the curly fries, which are spicy. Maybe that's what you're talking about. No, I'm not. They had I curly fries. They would have curly fries would, at Burger King. Every so often they would take the fries off the menu and be like, oh, here's curly fries. And those were great. Curly fries are amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was the same curly fry that you're thinking about in your head. Like, it's just great. Kind of spice. Kind of spicy. Yeah. Like Shouts out to Arby's. One of the best. Shout out to Arby's. I still love it. Me too. So what happened was I remember, I think McDonald's finally won the lawsuit where it's like, your recipe can be fine. It can be fries, but you got to be different enough where people are not going <laughs> to misidentify them. So I remember they actually came out with this huge campaign and they had Mr. Potato Head as a mascot for their fry campaign. Like, oh, oh come in and try yeah. the fry. You remember this I, now. Oh, man, that's a blast from the past. Dude, I remember, yeah. I remember going to Burger King with my mom and dad in the backseat of the car. We went to the Brickyard Mall Burger King, which is here in Chicago, and uh, in, in the, kind of by the Porridge Park neighborhood. And I remember... Waiting in the drive-thru for a long time for these fries because they were like, everybody was trying them. And while we were waiting, I remember like the cashier upselling my mom on some sunglasses that were promotional for the Will Smith movie Wild Wild West. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I totally want those sunglasses. And my mom was like, I guess while we're waiting, or maybe they gave them to her because we were waiting so long. And I remember putting them out and they were like these circular glasses. They weren't like squares. They were like these kind of, I don't even know how to describe them. You know how I can describe them? You know, like, the sunglasses for Morpheus and the Matrix, yeah. they're circles. Yeah. Imagine those, but they actually have, like, the things that go back to your ears. Yeah. He, he like, wears them in the movie, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 So, I remember putting those on. They were so wiry and uncomfortable and cheap. I'm like, man, I do not want these glasses. My dad's like, oh, I'll take them. Then my dad has been wearing those. <laughs> my dad legit wore those glasses for, like, ten years after that. When That's he lost them. Dude, and then when he lost them, his heart broke. He's like... Oh, I need you to find me another pair of glasses like these. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to find another pair like that. Dad fashion is the best, man. Yeah, my dad, my dad has made some fashion power moves. How about your dad? They, they truly don't care anymore. My dad wears my dad wears sleeveless shirts all the time. Sleeveless nice. shirts and tank tops. Nice. And he's not in shape in the slightest. So he's well, like... He's kind of like me, where he's just like you know he's got he's kind of paunchy, he's got a beer gut, you know, and then he's just like got no muscle whatsoever, and he still just loves rocking tank tops. He doesn't, do, give, a, he doesn't give a crap I'll do, anymore, when I'm man. when I'm at home, like when I'm getting ready for bed. I'll, I'll, like I sleep in a tank top. Oh yeah, That's this guy this guy goes to the store and he's always wearing yeah he he's like he's like the most low class dresser ever. Well, and now I'm kind of like that too, where it's my, just like always like basketball like shorts or sweatpants. Thing. Fuck it, man. Dude, my dad will wear a pair of jeans and like wash them three times a week because he wears them so often and he'll just wear those jeans until like they literally are like paint stains so faded the cuffs are so frayed that like what are you doing here like can't even take him to a nice restaurant like i remember buying my dad a pair of pants uh maybe like three months ago or something like that he's like oh man i haven't bought a new pair of pants in 10 years (laughs) what have you been doing he's like well they don't he's like all the pants that you had left behind i just would use a belt i'm like oh man because like I'm actually a lot bigger than my dad. My dad has a 32 waist, so he's really damn. Yeah, yeah. that's that's skinnier than me. Well, it's because my dad took care of himself, and uh, I treat my body like an amusement park. So, um, no. So he he's saying he was just like wearing my pants, using belts, and like my mom somehow would acquire weird clothes throughout the years from like I don't know where she got them from. So like 
I, I bought him a couple pairs of pants and dude like I remember he went out in those pants and was like, "Oh, wait, hold on, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna use them right away." He's like, "I'm gonna wait till the special occasion to wear these pants." <laughs> and he would, he would do that. And like, it's funny because like now I'm taking my dad. Is it raining? It's fucking raining out. God damn it. Um, no, so my, my it's funny because like I, I've been going to the store with my dad, talking about dad fashion, and um, we're making power moves here in our corner conference room. As a joke, Big decision. As a joke, I was like, "Hey, dad, do you like Deadpool?" He's like, "I've never seen the movie." I'm like, "Hey." Since you've never seen the movie, how about I buy you a Deadpool shirt? He's like, oh, I really like him. And, like, every time I go to Target with my dad, I'll buy him. Like, I'll pick up a shirt for myself. Then I'll buy my dad, like, like, do you see me? I was wearing that NASA shirt earlier this week. Or last week. Uh, I, like, I'll buy my dad, like, two Marvel shirts. So now he's got every shirt, every Marvel shirt that that Target has. (laughs) It's really funny. Is he a big comic book head? No, but he suddenly wants to collect shirts now. Hmm. It's funny because my dad is doing this thing where, as an older gentleman he's starting to wear a lot of jewelry which is something he never did interesting like he'll, he'll start he'll he started like putting on the man rings like he's been doing that he'll start doing the wristbands and then he's like just wants like really obnoxious like like mr t level gold chains like he'll want to do that wow and my mom will be like oh you look gay like <laughs> dude true story i was part of a, i was i was there for a fight where my where my dad wanted to wear this belt and my mom was arguing that it was a woman's belt. So when I was over at their house visiting, my mom's like, Hey, Frank, take a look at this belt. I want you to tell your father it's a lady's belt. And I look at it, I'm like, I don't think it's a lady's belt, but it's definitely a belt that would be worn by like a James Brown or like an Elvis. And my mom tell, my mom goes back to him and see, it's like James Brown or Elvis, you fag. Like <laughs> They're like, from a different time. They're from a different they're from time. A generation where you just and my dad's like, my dad's like, oh, I want to. He's like, it's, he's like, it's not a woman's belt. He just confirmed it's a man's belt. So I think I'm going to go ahead and wear it to the casino when we go out. What does this belt look like? It's honestly a man's belt. I think it's a man's belt. It's a black belt. It's really thick, not not thick in the one way, but like thick where it's like it'll fill out your whole belt loop thick. Like okay. it's tall. All right, and it's got. You know it's from like the seventies or some shit because it's got rhinestones in it. Oh wow! So it just had like a pattern of rhinestones around the whole thing, and the front of the belt was meant to have your like you're meant to put on your own like custom belt buckle. Yeah. So the former owner, who I have no idea where this belt came from, had put on like a huge Texas like Texas yeah. belt buckle. Yeah, real real man, real that's, old father. Guys being dudes. Guys, that's powerful. Man, that is a. Now that's a move I've been meaning to do for years, and I never have. I want to be the guy who gets sick belt buckles. My dad actually used to do that, dude. My dad used to collect when he was like my age and younger. I think my dad grew up in an area in Mexico where they'd have like a lot of bullfights and shit. Hell yeah! And like so you got, yeah. the reward was always these big belt right. buckles. So my dad used to like be, <laughs> my dad used to walk around with these big, big belt buckles with these like eagles on it and dragons on it and shit hell yeah yeah and he used to collect this and he ended up like giving them away no, but i remember no. i asked about it once i'm like dad why do you do these huge belt buckles they're kind of embarrassing he'd be like ah i gotta protect the balls <laughs> dude we should have my dad on a podcast you want to get some good content you should man well wait well doesn't a belt buckle protect the balls isn't that um, a good protection for it or are you saying i don't it's scrape does it well like yeah most get them hot hold on i'm touching my junk too much. no yeah. i I, I don't think it's low enough to the point where it would protect the balls. Uh, if, if anything, it kind of... Well, not the way old guys wear that shit. They they wear it up oh, closer so to their belly saying, button. You're saying, you know? you're saying put, put some sag on the pants. 
if you not don't put sag on it but if you got a big ass belt buckle it oh yeah i see what you're saying now logistically speaking logistically now that i'm looking at my own johnson for the listener there i'm just kind of sizing up the area down there <laughs> what are you doing do, do you you gotta rock a cowboy hat too when you do that it looks weird uh, if you, you know just what? got that's one thing my dad never cowboy did hat. bolo tie sick my dad that's a sick move <laughs> my those are funny uh there's a time when i had one anyway like so my dad was definitely a person who came to this country and wanted to be an american and wanted to be americanized so while he did do, yeah. my dad definitely did the boots and he definitely did the belt buckle he would refuse to do the hat and refuse, my dad was a blue collar guy so he wouldn't, wouldn't wear any kind of like you're talking about that tie with the strings bolo tie yeah yeah he would never do any kind of shit like that hmm. but my dad definitely would like like he worked in a leather factory for a while like when he was like in his mid to late 20s there's a leather factory down here so like my dad had some banging leather vests and i remember wearing one to high school once and like everybody wanted to steal it it was so nice it was like a brown leather vest dude and then i, I, I like, a vest dude i like let my ex-girlfriend put it on once my well, she was my first girlfriend she tried it on she's like man i want to keep this shit you look ridiculous so i need to keep it i'm like yeah i don't think so like <laughs> like i didn't really know the hoodie rule back then where it's like don't give a girl your hoodie if you want it back you know I don't. I don't understand the fascination of. There's got to be some kind of reason why some deep down biological need that these shorties have for stealing our clothes because they love it, man. They, they love it. They absolutely love it. I think it's either like one, like you know, taking claim to a man or like feeling that they feel kind of special that they got his it's part varsity of- jacket, they got his like football hoodie yeah. or something. Or on the other hand, it might just be they like playing dress up, you know. Well, I think also it's like a girl hoodies suck. For the most part, like they're usually thin and they're meant for more fashion, where guys' hoodies True. are meant for more utility. And sometimes a girl just wants to be warm. And usually, you're talking like it's a size or two bigger, you know. General in general, like you know who really wanted my hoodie was that girl that I dated, and we nicknamed her Peru. Yeah, she really wanted it. She she sent me songs about like I'm gonna steal your hoodie. Like literally, there's a song she sent me on Spotify. Like we had a shared playlist. She's like, oh. I'm gonna take your hoodie. I'm like, no. They always want to steal our clothes, man. No. And then, and yeah, when you're dating a girl for a little while, like that's like the first thing. That's the move they get as yeah. soon as they get home inside the door. They take off those tight ass jeans that are always <laughs> always at least one size too small. Oh, you know. Then they put on your shorts or your sweatpants or yeah. whatever. Oh, dude, sweatpants were it's a definitely thing. a comfort thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a comfort thing. I mean, there's been times where like I've offered my clothes to to. Like my girlfriend, if I'm if I'm with somebody that like it, it makes sense. Like you're like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> when, like, when you start getting bored of it, or if it's not no, so good, I, you're no, like, like ah, I kind of like this hoodie better. Oh, <laughs> it's, yes. it's a good hoodie, you know. Dude, I'll tell you. So like, depending on the type of hoodie you've got, you're only gonna get. Oh, I was gonna say that I borrowed one of my ex girlfriends. She was painting with me. I borrowed her like a like a flannel like you got on to paint in. Because like I didn't care about that flannel, you know. I didn't want her to get her nice clothes, so that's fine. But she gave it right back. The other thing about it is like I remember. So this this girlfriend that I had uh, that now lives in Iowa, um, I got a fresh, clean, new hoodie from Old Navy, which they're not bad. They're just not going to be like hoodies you have forever. Yeah, they get not shitty. the best, not the worst. Yeah, they just get shitty over time. So I remember I bought this hoodie. It's just a regular black hoodie. That's it. Nothing timeless. Nothing impressive. Yeah. She took that. And then when she gave it back to me, it was all worn out to the point where it was like getting so thin, you know, and like the strings were weird. It's like, ah, shit. So 
I ended up ordering a hoodie off of Amazon. It's a Carhartt. Do you like Carhartt? Love Carhartt. Dude, I got myself a nice premium Carhartt hoodie for like, I don't know how much it was. I think it was like 50 bucks or something like that. It was an expensive hoodie. But it's worth every penny because that'll oh, last. It, it'll, that it's Carhartt worth will every, last. every penny, I'm sure. And like, the funny thing is like, I haven't gotten a chance to really use it because it's just now starting to turn cold. But I remember there was a night uh, I was driving Peru around, and she's like, I'm cold. And so I'm like, all right, well, wear this, but you're giving it back because we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and she put it on. you got to make it clear. She put it on, and then, like, she she almost wanted to, like, take it with her. That actually was what started the whole evidence steal your hoodie. But, like, she, she, she made that move where she was getting out of the car to leave. She was going to play the, oh, I forgot about it card. I'm like, no, 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 no. You give that back to me. It was that night that we went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that I told you about. Yeah. we got to talk about Great film, by the way. we got to talk about movies on one of these just days. Saw, just saw it for the second time this past weekend. It holds up. However, this time around, one thing that I did notice is that this time around, I did not believe, um, I did not, I was not convinced at all by the performance of Al Pacino, just because I knew it was him, you know? And this time, the second time around, I was like, oh, this is so over the top not a real accent it's like so obviously uh, yeah, over the top you know and then i kind of felt the same way about leo's uh Leonardo dicaprio's southern yeah. accent was really really just yeah just too much but overall you know fantastic it's interesting film. it's I, an interesting point like about leo's accent because like one of the one of my favorite movies that i saw recently was django and change oh and he's going there he, he plays a southern dandy in that movie and let me tell you man his accent is really obnoxious, but it's on purpose because that's the that's the role. Yeah. The whole movie's obnoxious and over the top. Yes. So that's fine. Yes, it is. When I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I did not find that his performance was bad. I just kind of felt that... I mean, here's the thing. Jeff loved the movie. Everybody actually likes that movie. I was actually bored. I didn't understand a lot of it. I thought the pacing was really horrible. But movies are subjective. Jeff is allowed to like it. A lot of people are allowed to like it and be wrong. Jeff, you're allowed to be wrong. I'm not even mad at you. Um, this interview is over. <laughs> Jeff has left the chat. No, I, I, ch- I checked. Uh, yeah, right before we. Yeah, right before we went. I think it's at like eight out of ten on IMDb. You're like eighty hey, percent on good. Rotten Tomatoes. So I think that's exactly where it is, right there. You know, um, it's obviously not. You know, obviously not one of Tarantino's best, which. You know, it's never going to reach that level, but... I, Everybody's I, mad. I was very I, I haven't seen so many Tarantino movies, and I like the ones that I have seen. I like the collaborations he's worked on, but, like, I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. Why not? I just haven't had the opportunity to. Like, I haven't really, like, gone That's out crazy, of- because, yeah, I just showed... The, I just um I just watched Pulp Fiction. I showed it to, um yeah, the girl who I went and saw it with, because she had never heard of Quentin Tarantino or Pulp Fiction. So I watched it again, and... It's even better than I thought it was. Um, so I highly recommend it, yeah. It's recommended. That's one of those movies where, like, I've definitely seen clips of the movie. There's two clips of the movie that I've seen. I've seen this, the, say, what is it? Speak English again? Or what is it? Say no again? Say what again? Say what again. I've seen that scene. And then I, I happened to come across a video where they mentioned in that scene how, like, nobody knows what's in this briefcase. Yeah. And then, like, so there's that scene. And I don't like movies that don't deliver on stuff like that, you know? And then there's another scene in that movie where, like, they give somebody, like, a tracheotomy or something, or some, some woman's dead, and they're, like, trying to, like, hit her in the chest, or I don't remember Spoiler what it is. Spoiler alert. Damn, Frank. I don't Spoiling know. this movie. Oh, dude, I'm, see listen, it. that movie came out when? In the fucking 90s? You haven't even seen exactly. it right now. It's, so you need not, to see it. Okay, fine. I'm telling you, 
I get weird about like blood and guts. I'm not about to like watch a movie that has that. That was a real turnoff to me too. And did you see Kill Bill one and two? No, man. Wow, those are great too. I know. I those. So those... you saw Reservoir Dogs. So you didn't see any of them. No, no. Oh, maybe that's why you didn't like Once Upon a Time in maybe Hollywood. Maybe that's why. <laughs> exactly. I wonder how much of this I'm going to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes podcasts great, man. Well, we're almost there, aren't we? Yeah, we're I mean, probably we can well close past. it up whenever you want, but like, this is how podcasts get to be so long. You know what I mean? Uh, just again, two lovers just enjoying each other's company. <laughs> Hours go by; they feel like minutes. I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to like have like a? We could do like a regular podcast, and then just do like off the cuff bloopers. We could do one of those. Sure. Okay. I was going to ask, what? Uh, so who was the main Super Bowls podcast fan base back in its heyday? Was oh, it mostly Chicago area people? Because I did hear a call-in on one of the episodes, a caller from the UK, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Was it, so was is, it, the, uh, is the reach Was global? it Thomas or Sam? Because we had two listeners that were like diehard fans in the UK. I don't know. It was some fag. I had to let one rip. I was like, I want to I wanna say a slur too. But yeah. uh, no, we really shouldn't. That's fine. These walls have ears. No, so um, so it's, it's a comedy podcast. It's funny. So as long as we're all clear, this is a comedy he, podcast. The way that it kind of happened was, it's it's never been the audience that I've wanted it to be. What happened was, we started it amongst. We were three coworkers when we started it. We all worked at Chipotle, and it was a weird thing to me because I was both of their manager, you know. And so they had no choice. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, if they were going to bail on the podcast, I'd, I'd fire them. But, uh, you know, it was fine. I mean, we, here's the thing. We were hanging out anyway. You know, why not just put a computer out there, right? Or a microphone. Um, but, no, initially, I really wanted the fan base to be Chicago. I really marketed towards Chicago. Like, I would pay for, like, promotions and stuff for Chicago. But it's really interesting because a lot of the, the listeners at the beginning, like, so Kat and John are not from Chicago. They're from uh, Dixon, Illinois, which is a small town out west, almost going towards Iowa. And a lot of their friends, a lot of their fucking towny you-can-do-it friends are the ones that, like, tuned in because they're, like, there's not much going on in that town. So our initial fan base was a lot of those people. And the people that would listen in this area would listen because they felt like... I mean, they were part like, our friendship group initially. And a lot of those friendship people in the friendship group would would like they would know that they're coming on right so like they would tell their friends oh listen to this one that i'll be on right so like that that's the the listeners we got here and then the 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 townies out in dixon would listen in and call in and stuff and and a very interesting happened where a very interesting thing happened where i had my cousin jose on and then like i was doing these really crazy promotions where like we had andrew wk called that episode is called You Had One Job. Because literally what happened was I was doing a podcast with John, one on like just the two of us, and his only job was to press a button to accept a Google voice call <laughs> if somebody called in. The dude was so drunk and out of it that and you could tell in that podcast, that's the only podcast that I've been legitimately mad at him. Because I can't I don't get mad easy, and I never want to be mad at my friend, even because like nobody's perfect, but like this particular call that he missed, he literally was like fumbling around drunk and he couldn't press the button. Andrew WK, a rock star. Damn, man. And so when Andrew WK called in, when my cousin, who's like a really good comedian, came on, 
our fan base really started to grow. And I, the UK fan base was largely in part because I ended up tweeting this person, just Twitter marketing, just me tweeting people all over the country. And I remember tweeting this girl who is, she's a conspiracy theorist. Her name is Sam. And I remember I was like, hey, do you want to get on my podcast and talk about conspiracy? She's like, I'm down as fuck. American podcast. Let's go. So like, <laughs> she was, she had a huge Twitter following and all of her following decided to become subscribers because if they already like somebody and they already are following her, they're going to want to hear her on the radio because Twitter is an avenue that's just text. But then to see your, the person that you like actually be on the radio. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So like we yeah. got a huge following from her. Same thing with Thomas. Thomas actually, dude, you want to talk about a guy being a dude. This guy Thomas had like... He had gotten banned from Twitter like three times. Like he was, he was putting up like lewd shit. He'd be like, he'd be like, "Hey, Bernie Mac, fuck you." <laughs> There's a picture of my balls. Like he would do stuff like that. And um, <laughs> a hard dick warrior. Yeah. So uh, the guy Thomas, man, I'll tell you, he was uh, he was something else. Uh, but he had a fan base, and that would be funny for his fan base because they would do this thing where it's like they'd follow him until he got banned from Twitter. Then they would have to find his new account. So true story, we had him calling in on a semi-regular basis to the podcast before, and then he fucking would get banned, and then he would like send me an email like, "Oh, my Twitter got banned." But well, that's Twitter. Not, by by Twitter, I, I'm terrible at an English accent. You know, it's funny. Fucking Twitter. Fucking Twitter. Fucking Twitter. I uh, <laughs> I'm sitting over in my pod with my team, and I remember like the one day out of nowhere, what happened was this. It's well known to my friends and the people that I talk to that every time I do an imitation of like a woman or a lady, it's always the same voice. I don't care if it's like I'm doing an imitation of my mom or if I'm doing an, an imitation of like my coworker. So like, it's like, ah, I'm a bitch. <laughs> no, it's it is actually the like accent I did earlier. It's like, oh, you want some shit? Like yeah, all women in my head. It's like when like women that. do the guy. It's like, oh, I'm a stupid fucking guy. What, what, so it is what it is. I remember I went up to. One of my coworkers, and I was I was making reference to another one, and I did an imitation of her like that, and it really made her not upset, but she's like, "Frank, that doesn't sound like me," <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you want me to do? Put a southern accent on it? Because I'm just joking around." And she's like, "Oh, no, nah, but maybe do British." And then like, people heard that, and they know I'm already kind of like a jokey guy, and so they heard that, and then like for like two or three days straight. I had been asked like three times each day to like do a whole shift in, in like an English accent. And then even my manager who I wanted to be like, nah, man, that's not professional to be talking on the phone like that to people if you have to do a phone call. He didn't have my back. He's like, oh, no, it's cool. I'm going to the UK on vacation. So you can go ahead and uh, go ahead and do that, Frank. I'm like, nah, God, you're supposed to have my – I just bought you a birthday cake. You're not you're supposed to have my back. So uh, that – dude, true story. So like it's funny because I did attempt – an attempt was made – but after I, I was talking, like, in that accent for, like, 20 minutes, they're like, Frank, we got to talk to you about your accent. We both know it's definitely Australian, not English, UK. And I'm like, what do you want from me, man? I never I never profess to be an expert on... I fucking love talking in accents. Dude, I don't know why. It's, it's, anyway. it's so much fun to me to do any kind of accent. Like, I love it. Oh. I'll just do it to myself and laugh to myself. Certain oh, people you hear cut. <laughs> over the phone. This is going to be or at the, your uh, job every day. This is going to be in the blooper, the blooper podcast that comes out later. Well, that's why that's why podcasts are so great. Like I love listening to podcasts because people will say the things that people say behind closed doors usually, and that you really can't say in public anymore. 
but that everyone still does and that everyone or, or you know you know what i mean like talk the way we used to talk just like in the neighborhood but that we can't you know we can't say in the office which is where we spend all our time now because we're adults you know it's funny uh one thing i'll say before we close up here in the next couple minutes jeff and i uh if you want we could run till seven do you have plans not really. I'm I'm cool either way. You know, I, I mean, keep I'm, going I'm if you want to finally can, go to the bathroom and relieve yourself. I can run till seven because uh, that's it's convenient for the train. But okay. Um, what was I going to say? So, well, should we should we take a bathroom break? Should we hit a pause before we dive in? Or We'd have to go in at a time. So, what's going on, Super Balls Nation? This is Jeff at New Haven Jeff on Twitter. I'm doing that thing that. Uh, the guest always does when uh, the host has to go to the bathroom, finally, where they say, oh, you know, just keep this thing going. Mainly because I can't unlock Frank's computer because I don't have his fingerprint or his password. So the question is, what are we going to talk about here? You know, I never did introduce myself. I'm a nobody from New Haven, Connecticut, Pistol Wave in New Haven. Shouts out to the 203. Um, just kind of a kind of a jokey guy, as uh, Frank Francisco Burrito likes to uh, describe himself. Did stand up for a little while, had very little success on the open mic scene. Trying to get back into it, but uh, yeah, just uh, living the dream. I'm a office drone. The one thing that I thought I would never become. It uh, happens to all of us, doesn't it? Let's open up the phone lines here. 1-800-FAT-FUCK-PODCAST, where we talk about fast food, mostly. One thing I love doing is telling Frank the fat guy moves that I make in the office here. I have my fat guy move of the day. My fat guy move of the day today was I went to the kitchen to go grab some coffee and uh, they were all out. So I had to go to a, the kitchen on the next floor because they always have coffee. Um, on my way out, I passed the sandwich bar. That's just like a decent spread there. And I... Uh, just grabbed a slice of Swiss cheese for the road. I was I was sharing my uh, fat guy move of the day with uh, with the listeners. Since I can't since I can't pause it, I was like, why don't I try to do the thing that guests always do on podcasts when the when the uh, host is like, oh, just keep it going, just keep it going. I'm just gonna run to the bathroom. You got you guys keep it going. By the way, so I, have, I went Bill Burr on your ass. I have a uh, I've got a superpower. Do you want to hear what it is? Besides being gay. Yeah. Have you ever been to a place with? Uh, with um, co-ed bathrooms where it's no. like, yeah, where both genders will be in there at the same time. That what? might just be a hippy-dippy New York thing because the only time I saw it was in, I think it was Manhattan, in like Lower East Side. Please tell me more. So I walk into the bathroom. Oh, I say, I say, where's the men's room? They say, oh, both bathrooms are down the hall. They're, you know, this was, but this was back when it was in the news. The whole thing about trans bathrooms was like a big hot button issue. So being forward thinking uh super left-wing new yorkers they got two mixed gender bathrooms instead of just having a men's room and a woman's room i walk in and there's this this co-worker's adjusting her boobs in the mirror just like you said and she's yeah. got enormous enormous 
breasts that she's adjusting in her like ballroom gown you know and i'm just i just walk in and she's like looking at me and i'm kind of looking at her like i don't think anyone really feels comfortable <laughs> doing this like i'm glad i got to see it but at the same time it's like man now i really don't want to take a shit in front of that you know well you make eye contact with somebody that you might find attractive do you really want to like ruin the air quality around them like? exactly it's yeah i uh, it was not come and I, I i i know the majority of people felt uncomfortable but they didn't want to say it because they want to you know in new york working for the company we work for which is very liberal very yeah extremely liberal company you have to you have to be yeah extremely oh, okay. liberal and it's just like you just have to be you know you can't like god forbid anyone finds out that you don't <laughs> that you're not you know what do you call it that you're not on the other side of the party line or else oh then you're done man. you're just you got no chance like it, they'll they'll find a way they'll find a way to you know get you out of this company i love i love the slippery slope uh thinking where it's like oh he's conservative he's he's, he's right basically trump and hitler together yeah and i'm not and i'm not conservative either but it's just like i don't you know i don't <laughs> i don't buy no nah, i'm really not <laughs> like, like definitely not yeah no i, I don't think so you definitely didn't just out yourself, so that's good. No, I, I, I really... <laughs> but you you know what I mean. It's like, I don't like to... It's kind of... I think I've heard you say it before where it's not like... I don't consider myself, oh, I'm part of this team and I just believe everything they believe. It's like, yeah. I just... I take, you know, I take issues well, as they come. You know, it's really hard when it's like, there's only two teams to be on in this country. Exactly. There's and the right and the left. And then, like, with only two options, you're not going to agree fully with either one. Right. And when you go out to vote, you're going to vote for the lesser of the evils. They're both kind of the same team, really. At the end of the day, that's no. They are the same team. That's no secret. To, that's no secret to most, to most people who know what the score is now. It's just kind of like they got us arguing over the two percent. There's so there's a company that I interviewed for, uh, and it was funny when I went to the interview. I was like, "So what's going on around here?" And she's like, "Ah, there's a lot of drama." I'm like, "Over what?" And so they're a company that is owned by PayPal. Where I was going to be a like a, a technical lead role there, where I was interviewing. It was interviewing the same time I was, and uh, I went and they gave me uh, they gave me some weird exam. I forgot what it was called. I think I remember telling you, but anyway, um, it was funny because they said that they were trying to go green and they replaced their plastic straws with uh, metal straws. Pain in the ass to wash. <laughs> the problem was they were bending, and once they bend, it's like you're fucked. What do you, how does a metal straw bend? Well, I mean, they weren't using the thickest gauge metal. You know what I mean? So think about how aluminum foil bends. like, Or like if you're using a copper pipe, like it'll bend. And you're fucked. Like, that's it. Like, no more. Like, you'd have to cut it, right? So it was funny how they were saying that, like, they were bending. And then there was a rumor that a coworker was sharpening them. Because he was (laughs) was in protest. So there's a rumor that one of the the employees was sharpening the... uh, the ends of the, the metal straws. Yes. So you'd go to use it and they could cut your mouth on it or something. Like. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so anyway, bathrooms, dude. I hate bathrooms so much. And I'm a person that does not like to use a public bathroom. And I like to go to my home base bathroom because think about it. Like, you're here. They have these dispensers that have the lowest quality toilet paper that you could get. They fucking restrict at the speed that you could even pull it out of the compartment and they're trying to ration your toilet paper use 
this fucking communist toilet paper that you have to pull so much of for it to even be effective. They're so dry that you you, you hurt your butt if you even or to get it close. It's like wiping your ass with a desert. Then you go to like spit on the spit on the toilet paper to do a like a MacGyver makeshift baby wipe. Then it backfires on you because your finger will break through uh, and um, yeah. and boom, finger up your own butt. And you then ever, what are you supposed you to? You ever get the? How about the roll that doesn't quite roll? Like the roll is fucked up, so you got to guide it the whole time. <laughs> it's such a pain in the fucking ass. So last year, damn Frank. <laughs> I said hold on, not last year. Frank said last year he never thought to touch. Shit, man, more power to you. Hold Frank's on. a romantic. I'm sure the audience already knows that. Damn, dude. One of the most romantic guys. I got a text. <laughs> this this <laughs> podcast is never going to see the light of day. Yeah, it will. We're going to get a huge following. Super Bowl's back in the house. Man, I got to edit that burp out. That was gross. Doritos burp. Give the people what they want to hear. Authentic. All right, so... What else you want to talk about? What else we got? Oh, I got a list. All right, listeners, let's pick up where we left off. So there was no coffee in the break room, so I had to go to the other break room because I know you guys have been on the edge of your seat yelling at your device saying, yes, but Jeff, what did you do with that slice of cheese in your trademark fat guy move of the day? So I just, yeah, I had to go to the other kitchen to to get some coffee and... Uh, passed by the sandwich bar and i'm like oh why don't i just take a slice of cheese for the road because you're just passing a spread of cheese and i just grabbed a slice of swiss cheese and uh was just like walking down the hallway eating it just on a whim but you're uh you're not really supposed to be doing that i'm not anymore. done yet man i think i'm getting too old to be just grabbing random slices of cheese because there's no coffee frank oh, that's fuck? that's the conclusion that the listeners and I have come to is I gotta have better self-control. You can't just be pounding cheese all the time. That's how you get Look at that neon sash and he tells everyone when to cross oh, the street. Fuck yourself. You can't. It's a hall monitor. Oh, I, listen, I was never a hall monitor. Real talk, I'm very proud of you, Frank, and all the and all the work that you do around I don't want your, here. I don't want your I don't I don't deserve admiration. you. I don't deserve you. You're so good. Oh, that's sarcastic now too. You're so good. Ah. Well what I was trying to say before you took it personally is that our generation, like people are like there's there's a good and a bad that comes with that it's like the good is that we're all very good with technology since we're all very young it's like Some things happen are. faster <laughs> a lot i mean i mean just by default you know we know how to send pdf you know just like basic shit that the older crowd struggles with yeah but, but then the drawback is like i feel like we're so fucking lazy well i mean now this cast definitely isn't coming out yeah since, you know, we're just gonna cut all the way oh you know what we can't we can't go down this road <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, we should leave it at that but let's uh so yeah, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Well, this this isn't airing anyways, right? Let me, oh, let me take a out of tune. Would you stand up and walk out on me? Oh god! I tried to get like a couple nuts and it just went whoosh. <laughs> That's. A- <laughs> Dude, this thing, this podcast can be Swiss cheese by the time I'm done with it. Dude, I can't wait. <laughs> when was the most recent uh, episode? Um. It had to have been like it was 2013. Had had to have been like maybe like summer of 2013. Yes, who's back? Frankie's back, dude. Back again. 
Yeah, we should just close this up. We're just eating nuts like a couple of assholes. Just a couple of pricks. I mean, yeah, we got to cut out all that last part because we're, we're, we're I'm gonna talking about. I'm gonna cut out the funny part. inside the. Let me tell you what's gonna be funny office. about this episode. We shot for an hour. We're at two, and I'm gonna cut it back down to an hour. <laughs> I'm gonna cut it back down to where we should have stopped. It's good. It's good practice. Yeah, oh, God. I got to practice actually being on the show and not just a caller and be like. Oh. <laughs> turn your radio Hi. down. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I tell people to turn their stupid radio down. That's so weird the way feedback works like that. Yeah. It's interesting. Alright. Let's we're gonna close it up here. We've uh, run out of time, run out of content. Nah, I'm gonna close this up. So we're gonna close up. Uh, I would say that uh, if you wanna get a hold of us, we actually don't have a great way. Uh, I think you could Still email superballspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at me, New Haven Jeff, at New Haven Jeff. Yeah, tw- Twitters. Tweet at him. I've got a Twitter too. It's Astronax, which I don't use. It's A S T R I N A X, Twitter handle. So uh, feel free to tweet me there. Tweet. Feel free to tweet. He, he enjoys that. Don't tweet me that. Um. And yeah, we'll see you next time. If you do end up, if not, then anyone will contact us. Oh, you know where you can contact us? What's the best place? Facebook. Facebook, there's a Super Balls podcast page. Find it. Search for it. Right on the wall. Talk about anything you want to talk about. Not, we cannot talk about things that you don't want us to talk about. Send us pictures. Send us money. Uh, what else? What else do you want to say? Super Balls, we're back, baby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>